Welcome to Inclusion Matters, produced by the Center for Inclusive Child Care, aka the CICC. We're located at inclusivechildcare.org. Welcome to Inclusion Matters, a podcast of the Center for Inclusive Child Care. I'm Cindy Croft, Director of the Center, and I'm here once again with my colleague Priscilla Weigel. Hi, Priscilla. Hello. And we are excited once again to have our guest podcaster, whom Priscilla is going to introduce once again in a moment. Um, but we are into part two of our podcast on early intervention and the system in Minnesota. And I did want to say for those of you who may be listening from other states that this is specific to the Minnesota uh, intervention system, but each state has some mechanism for referring families to services from birth to on up. And so you just need to um, become familiar with the system in your state. But this, again, is specific to Minnesota. So welcome, and uh, we'll get started. Great. Well, we are uh, happy again to have Jane Cox Lindsay with us for part two of our discussion on that interventions um, system here. And she really works with the intake and, and resources and early childhood referral and for a local collaborative of school districts here near us, near our offices here at the Center for Inclusive Child Care. And we work with, have worked with her on a number of different projects which have been to really inform the child care um, professionals out there providing education and early care to young children, just what they can do to support healthy development and to really connect folks with that early intervention system. We talked on part one of just kind of what it looks like and how to do it. And now we're going to really look at that next piece of, yes, the call comes in, the, the referral goes through those internet waves, and that information comes to you, and then what happens? You know, it, um, and so if you want to just kind of shed a little light on that process for us. Okay, great. Thanks again for having me here. Um, <clears throat> so when a referral comes in and it gets to the the appropriate school district um, you know each school district is a little bit different but they then start going through a screening or evaluation process and again it depends on their age if they're under three it's a little bit different than if they're over three um, and what they do is they pull together a team um, and a team would be assigned to the family and within that team there'll be folks from all different disciplines so we would be talking a special ed teacher uh, speech and language therapist you know all the different disciplines um, and they would evaluate these children and determine their eligibility following the eligibility criteria of the different programs okay um, and the way that they do that well you know the school district will gather information from the family um, about you know their current levels of development get some medical history um, start accessing medical records if that needs to happen um, learn about other supports that might be in place, you know, where they're in daycare, how is that going, things like that. Um, and so, and then after um, all of that comes in, then for kids under three, there is, the services are home-based services, and so the, the team would then go out to the family's home, which is great, and so um, simplifies things for families because it's home-based. Um, if they're in a preschool setting, they would go to the family's home, or if everyone's in agreement, they could perhaps go to the preschool and kind of see how things are looking there and um, getting some feedback from the provider. Um, 
and then they would do the evaluation process using a tool and um, determine their eligibility. Okay. Um, once that is done, then the team would pull together and put together a plan um, about and have different outcomes on this plan, on what they want to work on, um, what kinds of things they'd like for their child to achieve. Now for children under age three, it's a family plan. They look at the entire scope of the family. When they're three and over, they look at primarily the child as the as the main focus. Um, services are all voluntary by families, um, so they need to be in agreement. Um, they drive this process at any point. If they're not satisfied with the services, they can bring the team together, they can change the plan, they can stop the plan, you know, they can do kind of what they feel is going to be best for their child and family. Mm -hmm. um, and so we always like for families, again, to be able to advocate for their children. That's one of our, our biggest outcomes is for families to be successful and being able to do that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, it, it goes, to, it sounds to me too that just, you, you know, that word you use, team, a lot and that team support. It's not just that parent navigating this by themselves, but it's a crew of people who know kids and development and, and the system of education and intervention that can help come alongside them that I'm sure in most cases is so amazing for this family who maybe in their gut they knew there was something lagging in that child's development, mm -hmm. but now they have people that are helping them find answers and mm -hmm. finding that recipe for educational success. And I'm sorry, Cindy, you know, were you, to say something. It's, I'm glad that you mentioned too that it's parent-driven all along the way, but sometimes we in our offices will hear from uh, maybe a child care provider or a teacher who has made a referral and then doesn't think that anything has occurred, uh, at least on the parents' end. And so they'll ask, how often do we refer, especially with the Part C mandate mm -hmm, right. um, under IDEA? And so what do you, th what would you tell uh, providers? How, and, and what should the approach be when they've already talked to a family, made, helped them, or... Uh, told them where the referral should be, but maybe not assisted in making a phone call with mm -hmm, them, mm -hmm. but said, this is what we think, this has helped me grow's number. Um, and then maybe it's six weeks or 12 weeks later, and there's been nothing, no progress in terms of that referral. What's the next step? Yeah, um, you know, and that's really a tricky question, I mm -hmm. think, um, because there is, like you said, there is no perfect way to do this. Um, it's so... Um, personalized per family but um, anyway you know I, I guess if I were a provider and you know it's always easy to say that right mm -hmm. um, and I made that initial referral and there wasn't any follow-up or interest or whatever I guess I would just continue to follow up it's, it's been three or four months or um, you know maybe you could bring in have you seen your doctor lately and what's your mm -hmm. doctor thinking or mm -hmm. the other thing is that families um, sometimes we encourage for older children over three in the state of Minnesota anyway um, to go through regular screening through the public school district it's a little less threatening for families all children go through that process um, and sometimes kids can kind of be um, recognized in that system um, so you know, and I, th I think, again, it depends on the relationship between the provider and mm -hmm. that family. Right. Um, and, you know, I, there might be some ways that they can kind of keep bringing it up without feeling like they're nagging or, you know. Yeah. 
Jane, can, can a family have their child screened uh, before kindergarten multiple times? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes, um, and that happens pretty regularly, um, okay. a child will be screened at three and things will look good because they can screen as young as three and they pass screening and things look really good. Um, and then at four and a half or maybe close to five, the family is like, you know, he's really not talking now okay. or his articulation might be poor okay. or maybe there's some sensory kinds of stuff going on that wasn't recognized, you know, at the screening. So yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they can even make referrals. I mean, they can do it as often as they want. I mean, a school team will look at them every six months for three years if they need to. Okay, that's good know. to that's know, good I think. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. really great to know. And I think, too, you know, if, if we had, if you have a, a story to share or an example of kind of that process based on, loosely, mm-hmm. on a child that was referred and kind of the, how things looked mm-hmm. beyond that button being pushed. Yeah. Well, I can actually use an example in which we used your services because mm-hmm. that would be nice, right, yeah, to tie that nice. all in. Yes. Um, so we had a family that had moved into a district. They were new to the state. They were new to the idea of services. Um, and they had a little girl who was going to be transitioning from the part she was closer to, you know, aging out of the, the infant program, infant toddler program. Um, she had, they ended up, she ended up qualifying for services for Part C, birth to three services. And um, she was going to daycare and they were having some problems servicing her there or, you know, supporting her there. Um, and mom was having some difficulties with why that wasn't working like it should and so we just talked a little bit about the Center for Inclusive Child Care and the supports that they could possibly bring in and because um, that's one of the roles that's one of the things that a service coordinator who's on the team for kids under age three can do is pull in supports for families whether it's to support in the child care or wherever mm-hmm. um, county assistance whatever and so um, so we did do that, and um, the supports that were provided in this particular student's um, classroom in the child care setting were so significant and helped her be super successful in that setting. Um, and it was really crucial, too, in terms of the relationship with the family, and I think it helped you know things move forward with that daycare in terms yes. of you know how they were viewing you know the services and the the, the programming there. Yeah. So it was a, and then she, the little person, ended up going into Part B services as yes. well, the three to five, um, and um, it was just, I think, a success story. Yes, because yeah. she ended up having so much success in that setting. Right, and so coming from complete overwhelmed, no idea of how this process works, to connecting with you folks and saying here are some supports that can really create that pathway. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's all about, yeah. it's helping. And I think to, to do to that cooperative, you know, collaboration yeah. was really helpful. So not only do we have the school district coming into the family's home, you know, service coordination, helping family look at some 
looking at the medical model because there's you know potentially a medical diagnosis yes. for her and then also looking at her other environment in her daycare mm -hmm. so there's just a lot that's happening and it was it seemed like it all flowed together and I feel like the family felt like they were supported Definitely. the way they should have been that is a great way to I think wrap up this um, podcast and mm -hmm. again thank you so much for being here Jane You're so will you once again give everyone who's listening the information on how to where to refer Absolutely. So um, you can go online to the website, and it's helpmegrowmn.org, and that's all one word. Um, or you can call the number 1-866-693-4769, um, and someone there will, um, will help will help you go through that process. You can also go through your medical doctor um, and um, have families go that way. Um, so those are some different options. Or your school district. You can go straight to your school district if you know that. And for providers also, a Help Me Grow does provide great resources for them in order to, you know, you, they can come to you and ask about important things like developmental wheels or things that they want to share with their families as far as research. Absolutely. And this website, this Help Me Grow website, um, it's actually just been completely revamped and it's lovely. It has a lot of information for um, regarding resources on developmental information and um, just a little bit of history about some of the, the laws and things like that. But um, And I think even some personal um, statements from families and that kind of thing. Really nice. So yeah, I encourage you to go to go check it out sometime. Great. Cool. Wonderful. Well, thank resource. you so much. Thank you, Jane. You're welcome. That's all for now. See you next time.